Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Hey everyone, I'm Jen. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Jess isn't with us this week and actually next week as well because she's starting her new job at Moda Operandi or Operandi. Okay, the first thing she's going to do when she gets back to the studio is tell us how to say that and tell us about her new job. But today I have a great interview for you with Chriselle Lim. 
I mean, we could call her a blogger, but that's barely it. She's a fashion stylist, digital influencer, founder of The Chriselle Factor. She's now the owner and creative director of Fleur, the fragrance company, which I've loved for a long time. So I'm excited to talk to her about that. And we're going to talk about fragrance. We're going to talk about her job. And I wanted to have her on because there's a little conversation that's been brewing in the Facebook group for Fat Mascara about getting back into things beauty and fashion-wise after the pandemic. And I thought, who better than Chriselle to like rev up our fashion look, tell us how to re-engage with beautying. Is beautying a verb? It is now. And just sort of give us a, a refresh on our look. So she indulged me and we talked about that as well. I hope you enjoy the interview. Here's Chriselle. Chriselle. Hi, welcome to Fat Mascara. You have no idea how excited I am. I am such a huge fan of Fat Mascara, so it's such an honor to be here. We're so excited to have you. So I want to talk about fragrance. I also, I know I've warned you, everybody's in a fashion and beauty rut. And I was like, Chriselle will help us post-pandemic. We're going to get into all of that. But before that, in case anybody listening doesn't know who you are, like, who are you? Where'd you grow up? <laughs> yeah, well, I get into this? am Chriselle Lim. Um, I guess in a nutshell, I have been a content creator for the past 15 years of my life. I'm a mom of two girls. I am the new owner and creative director of Fleur. I also have a company called Bumo. So there's a lot happening here, but my background, I am Korean American. I was born in Texas, raised in a small town in the Bay Area called Danville, California. It's like an hour east from San Francisco. And I pretty much lived there my whole life. I, I moved to Korea for about two years during like my middle school years, which was a big, big kind of development of who I am today. But we'll kind of get into that later. But yeah, my mom has played such a big role in kind of what I do now and my upbringing and just everything. Is she like a fashion and beauty person? She's a creative, right? Like you? My mom is a creative, but you know, she was a stay-at-home mom growing up. She was actually studying to do something in fashion. But back then, you know, just women didn't work. That wasn't really an option for them. So once she had kids, she just kind of gave up on her career and her dreams of what she would hope to do in fashion. And so she's always been super supportive of my sister and I because we're both in fashion because she's kind of living her dreams through us. So it's, it's been Well, wonderful. I see you on your TikTok sometimes every now and then. So <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. So that's me in a nutshell. That is. When I first heard about you, I remember I was working in a fashion magazine and I was like, oh, she's a creative director, but like for her own life. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me when you first started. What was your plan? I mean, this was before people were like, I'm going to be an influencer. Yeah. So, I mean, influencer was not even a word when I got started. It was <laughs> yeah. either you're a blogger or a YouTuber. That was about 15 years ago. And no one was making money. There was no industry. There was no digital influencers that were creating content for money. Like that was just unheard of back then. And so it was just a side hobby for me. I was in college when I discovered YouTube and I was really into fashion, but didn't really know what to do with this passion of mine. So I just started uploading some fashion content on YouTube. And because there wasn't much fashion content at the time, there was a lot of like beauty girls or beauty gurus back in the day, like 
Michelle Phan days when girls were like teaching you how to do makeup, but there was really no one in fashion. So I became one of the first. And I think a lot of my my videos then really took off. I mean, going viral nowadays is not even a big ding- thing because you go viral on TikTok like every other day. But back then it was a yeah. really big well, thing. Not so. everybody. <laughs> I mean, you know, more often than not now than what you used to yeah. hear about. So I think it was my last year in college, I uploaded a video of me tying a scarf on YouTube and it went viral overnight. And in my head, I was like, okay, who are these millions of people that are watching my videos? Like, who are they? Like, I just didn't understand that, but it was fascinating to me. And ever since then, I just created content every single day since. So (laughs) you have, and you've shifted around in the platforms and things. And I was checking out your blog recently. I still call it a blog, but I mean, you have a whole company and a website. (laughs) And I was like, okay, she's doing fewer of these kind of posts, more on TikTok. What's your focus right now? Or do you feel like you have to do all of that at once? Yeah. I always say that it's really important evolve because that's one thing that we don't have a grasp on is what is going to be hot next, what platform, what's going to die. Like it's ever changing. And I always tell creators because I've been in this game for so long is that the only one constant is that everything is going to shift and you have to shift with it and you have to evolve with it or you will die eventually. And so for me right now, you know, blog and YouTube was my main focus when I first started, but now it's really Instagram, TikTok, short form content. You know, I'm playing around with they have a new thing called shorts on YouTube, which is kind of their TikTok version. So, yeah. you know, that's where it's at now. But in the next five years, it's going to change again. So, But does this mean you had a Vine account? Did you have a Tumblr? Did you have a Musical.ly? Like- I did. I didn't have a Musical.ly, but I did have a Tumblr. I had a Zanga. This is pre- oh, I don't even know that Yeah, one. I mean, it's pre-Facebook. It's pre-anything. So how do you know when it's time to get out? Like, okay, you know, I guess, well, Vine disappeared. So yeah. I, and I, I stopped I making Vine. <laughs> I think it's, it's not about like, when do I get out? It's more about, okay, does this platform fit me? And does it feel authentic to me? And does it still inspire me to create content? Does my, my audience, you know, is my audience here? Because there's many different platforms now and you can't force something. You can't force like a square peg into a, a round hole. So it's like, if you're yeah. not fit for the TikTok audience and that's not your platform, then don't waste your time on that. There's plenty of other places And so you just have to figure out what really works for you and what you're excited about and what feels natural. That's what I always tell people. It's like, if you truly want to be a content creator that creates us into a business, you have to think of it long-term because you can't force yourself to do something that you hate. Like if you're cringing at TikTok videos (laughs) and you absolutely hate it, don't force yourself. That's not you. That's not naturally you like to make these silly videos and don't do it, you know? Oh, you can always tell too. I've Yeah. Well, as a journalist, you know, I'm a writer first and foremost, but it's like, you know, when a new platform comes out, I'm like, I don't know if it works on this. We'll see. Yeah. So for now, you know, podcasting is fun. Chris, Cassell wanted to uh, turn on cameras and like, are we recording the video? I was like, no, that's why podcasting is fun. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, and so podcasting, really, that's another platform, right? That's like a huge, yeah. huge platform that I think a certain group of people can really just dominate. Not everyone can have an incredible podcast like you guys, right? No one, not everyone is as eloquent as you guys or as funny or oh, entertaining. Please. And so you just have to figure out like what medium just really speaks to you and just really own that. 
Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. I know you're a fragrance girl. I want to talk about fragrance because it's you listen to the podcast, you know it's like our favorite, favorite thing. Let's talk about your relationship with scent. What was the first perfume you remember smelling? It doesn't even have to be like on you, like on anyone. I think there are actually three scents that I distinctly remember during my, I'm 37. So this was like early 2000s when I like first discovered scent. The one scent that I distinctly remember being like, oh, I need to get that back when I was in high school was Clinique Happy. And I remember this boy that I really liked was wearing CK1. So that's a scent that I will always remember. See, those feel like like 90s to me. Or 90s, they were still yes. classics at the time. 90s, yeah. early okay. 2000s. I think it's like, okay. it, yeah, it kind of goes between those two, two decades, I think. And mm-hmm. also with my mom just growing up, Chanel, number five. So Oh, she wore a classic. As my mom is literally handing me food to eat while I podcast. I'm like, I can't eat while I'm podcasting, mom. You're getting it real people. This is what people love about you though. Like your whole, (laughs) like they, they feel like they know you. It's great. So, okay. So the boyfriend wore CK1. Was this the guy you were dating? Cause I have to say CK1 and Clinique Happy go very well together for me. I mean, I wasn't dating him. I I was such a late bloomer. I never really got into boys or like had the guts to like date someone until in college, but this was like my high school crush. So Okay. Yeah. He My good, dream boy so. in high school, I guess. I don't even remember who he is. <laughs> I just remember the fragrance. He was, He walked around shirtless with low slung jeans and black and white photos yes, at all times. Baggy <laughs> jeans, like all the trends that you see happening right now, which I cringe, but yes. Oh, I do have to ask because we just had this discussion. Like I'm of the mindset that like, if you never stopped doing the trend, you're allowed to keep doing it. But are you one of those people that's like, if I did it once before as a youngster, I can't do it as an oldster? No, I'm not. I'm all about the trends. I am all about adopting new things. And even though if they were cringy back then, I'll be cringy today. It's fine. It's, you know, that's about about experimentation. It's about like how you want to feel. I think fashion is, it, it shouldn't be taken so seriously. I love that. Okay, so- you bought a fragrance company. So let's talk about it. When was the first time you remember seeing Fleur? Do you have like a personal connection to the brand? How did that come about? Yeah. So I actually discovered Fleur way long ago when I actually, it was Ameline, their very first fragrance. And I remember getting it in kind of like a gifted set with some other products. And I remember just being like, oh, this is an interesting brand. I, I never heard about them, but I sprayed it and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And that became my scent for a while. And then I ran out. And then so I went to the website. I, Wait, what does Ameline smell like for people who haven't smelled it? Ameline is like a really fresh rose. It's not like your grandma's rose. It's a really fresh green rose. It's a little spicy. So it's not like so powdery and floral-y. And so that was kind of my go-to scent for a while. And my first discovery of Fleur, and it was many, many years ago, and I went onto the website and I just learned more about the actual brand in itself. And I discovered that they were one of the very first, they were the pioneers to really just be transparent with their ingredients and what they're putting in their products, what they're not putting in their products and just listing it out, which was pretty unheard of back in the day, but they were a pioneer for that. So, I mean, long story short, that's how I discovered Fleur. And then fast forward a few years later, I get a call from my business partner, Ben Bennett, who is the founder of the center. And he was like, I am looking to acquire Fleur and I think you would be the perfect fit. 
have you heard of them? I'm like, yeah, I know Fleur. I love Fleur. And then I was like, okay, well, I never considered myself a fragrance girl or a fragrance expert. And so that's when all the kind of doubts started coming in. Like, is this for me? I don't know. So I was just going through a super transformative year of my life. Uh, pretty much for those of you that don't know, I was going through a divorce and I was married for about eight years and dating the same person for about 13 years. And it was just one of the hardest periods of my life. And I was in such a deep, dark place that I was trying to do anything and everything to make myself feel better. And from, you know, purging out my closet to redoing, you know, how I wanted to feel, how I want to look and scent, I like brought in, I literally purged out my entire place to like bring in these scents to create this like ambiance of happiness and joy so I could see myself happy again because I really did not feel happy at all. And I knew the power of scent. And that is when I got a call from Ben. And so when I when I got that opportunity, I was like, okay, maybe I never foresaw this to happen, but I do understand the power of scent and how it could be so transformative in someone's life, whether it you want to feel a certain way, whether you're trying to evoke a certain mood. And so when I heard that Fleur was going through its second iteration of life, I was like, I am too. Like I am discovering the second iteration of who Chriselle really is. And so I just felt so much deep connection with Fleur as a brand in itself. And I said, why not? Why not go for it? And let me just like pour my heart into this and see where it goes. And that's how Fleur really came about it. It came about at the right place at the right time. And a lot of the fragrances, actually almost all the fragrances that we developed was through my personal stories of what I was going through. And Missing Person being the very first fragrance that went viral, incredibly viral online on social media, especially on TikTok. I know you were out of stock for a while. Yeah, we've been out of stock for a while. Tell me the truth, though. I feel like this is sometimes like a thing that founders do and they pretend to be out of stock to get like (laughs) hype going. From her face, I'm thinking that's not what she did. But you know that happens, right? Well, my business partner, Ben, was because I like I come from the marketing side, right? Where I'm like, oh my God, this is great. We're out of stock. This is great marketing material. And he's like- That's what I think. He's like, Chriselle, this means that we failed to project what missing person (laughs) could have done as a business. So this is not a celebratory moment because I was so excited. I was like, we sold out. Yeah, because I think of it as like, (laughs) then people want it more, but no, maybe you missed out on that sale and that person's never coming back. Yeah, and and Ben was like, this is actually a failed moment for us as business people. He's like, we should have projected this to happen. And if we projected this to happen, we there is so much money on the table that we're losing out on because we didn't project this to happen. And so I wish we could, I could have said that we planned this, but we definitely didn't because if we planned this, right, then we wouldn't have sold out, right? Right. Or you would have been sold out. Oh, look, a week later, so we miraculously restocked that quickly. So the yeah. story behind Missing Person is that we launched it and we were incredibly excited for the initial launch and the sales of what we did just between myself and our team and just kind of our own hard work, right? And then what happened was 
a week later, that's when all the PR mailers started hitting the influencers and gifting for, um, you know, people. And so it got in the hands of a few people that started posting about it. And there is a girl named Michaela on TikTok. And we didn't, I mean... Nogueira, the makeup artist from Boston? Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. Who doesn't know Michaela? I mean, she's incredible. And so I follow her on TikTok, but I never understood the power of Michaela until it happened to us, right? And I was in Paris. I was actually at a bar in Paris. And Ben is like blowing up my phone. He's like, we are out of stock. He's like, pick up. I'm like, okay, well, I'm at a bar. Can I call you after? He's like, no, you need to get out of that bar and pick up because we have gone viral. It is blowing up right now. We need to figure out how we're going to get the stuff back in stock because everyone is going crazy, mad about it. Ben, that's what you're for. Yeah. And so I, (laughs) I, I went back to my hotel room from the bar and we were just trying to figure out the game plan. But that's what happened. Michaela, she bought it herself and she talked about it and she talked about how it reminds her about being in love. And it is a scent for love. So a lot of people say that. Before you tell me what it smells like, I have to ask, are there any fragrances? I I also went through a big breakup, like at the beginning of this podcast, a 13-year relationship. And there are scents that I don't want to smell anymore. Are there scents for you that you're like, it's too much? Like scents that I just like cannot smell and... Well, to me, it's like either you wore a fragrance when you were with that person or their fragrance or fragrance that reminds you of a trip they took together, that kind of thing. Is it that powerful for you? No, actually missing... The the unique thing about missing person... And by the way, I wasn't... I never really wore a distinct scent until I was going through my breakup. Okay. Just mainly because, and that's why I was very transparent in the beginning of like, I never really considered myself a fragrance girl until I went through my breakup because I used Mm. the power, of course, like I would spray something on when I went out before, like a night out, but like every single day, I was never really that girl until I went through my breakup. And it was through the power of sense that actually helped me heal and become whole again. But anyways, missing person, I think the really unique thing about missing person, and it's so incredible just to hear everyone's own experience with it. Because when I launched missing person with Fleur, I described it as a scent of your lover's skin, right? A scent that is left on a pillowcase that you're like, you could hold on to. And it's just so nostalgic because when I went through my divorce, the biggest void that I had was waking up in the morning and not having anyone next to me because I literally woke Mm. up with the same person for the past 15 years. And all of a sudden, like they're gone. It's not so that that's what I was trying to yeah. bottle up is like that longing for not somebody. His scent not or his somebody scent. else's person, but the idea of like on the pillow. Yes. Skin musk. Skin musk. And that's where the skin musk really plays a huge part in missing person because whenever it hits someone's skin, as you know, as you're a fragrance girl, it just translates differently for everybody. And so everyone has their own unique experience. I have to say people that are into very heavy fragrances that are really into something that's more powerful and strong, 
Missing Person is not really their favorite fragrance because it is such a light skin musk. So the people that really fall in love with Missing Person are people that are looking for something that feels kind of like their own skin. And so there are people on TikTok that would post videos crying because it reminds them of this time with their grandma and their grandma passed away or, and it just has gotten so beyond my own personal story, which I think is so incredible. And everyone is kind of translating it in their own way, which I think is so beautiful. And it's just a sense of longing, a sense of love, whether it's a lover or a missed person or a missed memory. It's, it's been wild. It's so incredible just to see And I'm just so, so thankful that that was our very first fragrance and really putting Fleur on the map again. Yeah. And so those skin musks that you're talking about, like they're these beautiful molecules that sort of have this ability to transform, but they're not like from plants. And there's always this thing, like people want to say, oh, this is clean. And this is a, you know, essential oil-based fragrance. And personally, I'm like, well, you're missing out on so many yeah. different types of fragrances, if that's your rule. Now, Fleur, you, you used to call it clean, but you you don't anymore. Why did you Why did you change that well, marketing? I we all collectively agree. You didn't call it clean. The, the company called it clean. <laughs> yes. you know what I mean. So we all collectively agreed that clean is just unregulated, and that it means different things to different people. And so I think when people use the word clean it's not necessarily saying the same thing for everybody. And so we just wanted to put that out there and just kind of take that word out. Are we still transparent? Um, Our philosophy is really just still focused on formulations, ingredient, transparency, and sustainability. It, It still remains the same with the original Fleur, but I think the marketing of what clean is- confusing. yeah, Yeah, we decided to kind of- take out just so, you know, there's no confusion around that. But yeah, so and I do agree with you. Though. I think a lot of people, and this is stuff that I really had to learn as I was developing Fleur with some of the top renowned like fine fragrance perfumers, is that just because something is natural does not mean that it's good for you, right? I think a lot of people always ask, is this 100% natural? And I'm like, no, first of all, you probably don't want that. And plus, there are so many incredible synthetic ingredients, which is also actually more helpful to the environment because some of these ingredients are, you know, hard to come across and we don't want to strip the world's kind of, you know, ability to produce more of that. So we we have both natural and synthetic, safe synthetic ingredients um, that we use in Fleur, and that's really important to us. And it allows us to give our our perfumers, more of a wide variety to work with. Of course. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this name though, Missing Person. Whose idea was that name? It was mine. (laughs) Good. Now, my question is, have you ever, because I think the name has a lot to do with it in this case. I know it smells delicious, but with fragrance, you don't know until you get the bottle that you're going to love it, right? Yeah. Have you ever bought a beauty product purely because of the name? Yeah. Now that I think of it, yeah. Like which ones? Maybe, oh, I remember a long time ago, I bought Flower Bomb without even smelling it before, like right when it came so, out. Oh, it was even a perfume. Yeah. yeah. And the bottle's very cool. Because yeah. I was thinking about like NARS Orgasm Blush. Oh my God, like, yes. It's a, I still use Orgasm, by the way. I'm not wearing it It's today. a beautiful shade. Uh-huh. So obviously you weren't going to buy it again if it wasn't good. But let's be honest, a lot of people 
bought bought it because that or Pillow Talk from Charlotte Ooh, Tilbury. Yes, yes, that's right. Like she named an entire collection now Pillow Talk. Like obviously the name you know, means something. Yeah. And now that you've told me the story behind it, I'm like, okay, there that actually missing from the bed makes perfect sense. It wasn't just like, oh, let's call it this and then people will buy it. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was obviously something that resonated with me personally very deeply. And so when we're thinking about the name and creating kind of the creatives around it, my business partner, he is absolutely incredible when it comes to like these like one-liners. He's an incredible writer. And so we kind of put this name out there and I was just like, wait, like it could be really amazing, but it also could be kind of cringy too. Knowing if you don't know the backstory, like who's missing. But that polarizing is what makes people stop and think. I think of uh, like Terry Mugler Angel, not the name, but the smell. Is very polarizing, you know? I don't know if you've smelled that, but like it's one of those love or hate kind of things. So Tom Ford's fucking fabulous. That yeah, I mean like, these names, right? Well, we just lost a couple shoppers there, I'm sure. Yes, but it's I know. But fragrance, I love what I love when fragrances do that. Yeah. Have have you worn uh fucking fabulous? I have it. I, I, I think it's a little strong for me, to be honest. Yeah. I have it because I just like the packaging. It's pretty, Because it's but, fabulous. Yeah, it's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey Love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be Honey Love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Well, clearly you have like an amazing edit, like fashion, beauty, like you know what works for you, but also for other people, clearly with that scarf video that started it all. So do you mind if I pick your brain a little bit for this problem we've been having here at Fat Mascara? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so it's not just me. It's all of our listeners in our Facebook group and everything. People are like, I... I'm coming out of the pandemic. I don't remember how to be fashionable. I don't remember how to do beauty. It's almost like you started a new job and or you went to college and you're like, I get to be whoever I want again. You know, like, like let's restart. But there's, but now it's like a lot of us aren't going to offices, so we're not seeing what the cool girls wearing. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, first of all, do you have did you have any of this when you were coming out of this last two years? I mean, yes, because I went through a divorce. Oh, yeah. That was during the whole world shutdown, right? That was during the whole world shutdown. And it was like kind of opening back up. So as I was 
revealing my new self as a single woman. I now starting to see people for the first time. I just went through this whole identity crisis. Like, who am I? How do I dress? What do I talk about with people? Like I went through it all. And now I feel like I kind of have my flavor back and like my style back. Is it the same flavor? No, it's it's different. It's way different. And, you know, I went through a a life transformation, right? During these past few years, but I would say it really starts off with how you want to feel again, right? And I think that's a really good start. And everyone has a different phase in their life. So someone might want to bring in more peace into their life and have more tranquility. Maybe they live a like really crazy fast-paced life and other people might want to feel sexy again and like, I don't know, want to, I don't know, um, be a little bit more risque. There are other people that want to be cool and like the it girl, whatever that is. For me in this time of my life, and I went through many phases and I had to figure Mm. out what it is that I want to feel. And it actually translates into my wardrobe. So coming out of kind of like this first year of my divorce, I just wanted to feel at peace. I just wanted to be in a place where I just felt a tranquility and good things were coming. So if you saw a lot of my wardrobe pieces and the outfits that I wore, I wore a lot of white, a lot of flowy things, a lot of things that felt effortless, right? And I'm looking Mm. at my outfits and I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense at the time because that's how I wanted to feel. Even the fragrances then, I was spraying, it was very just like soothing and calming, right? And now in my life, now that I am single and on the market and not that I'm ready to date yet, I haven't dated anyone I was yet. like, is everybody listening? <laughs> I, I am for the first time ever in my life wanting to feel sexy and like a badass and just like owning my life, right? Before I would always kind of hide behind, oh, I am a good girl. I'm a good wife. I'm, I have this perfect life. So I would kind of present myself in that way. So now I'm like, I'm still relatively young. I'm still kind of hot. I still want to feel like I got it. So you see me a lot in like leather pieces, leather jackets, short mini skirts. And that's just like how I want to feel. A crop top. But it all started with how I wanted to feel for that so season. So it's like, it, it's like a top-down kind of thinking about fashion. Instead of like, what's the trendy piece and work my way up? It's like, what's the vibe and the feeling I want and what fits with that? At least it is for me because I think... No, it's, it's good advice. easy to get sucked into lots of trends. It's easy to just look at everything that's being advertised to you and be like, oh, I think that's cute. I think I want that. But if you really have an idea of how you want to feel, then it almost draws boundaries of like, okay, I that doesn't work for me. So now when I see like frilly girly dresses, which I used to love, I'm like, oh, that's not my vibe yeah. right now. Not saying that I would never wear that, but as of right now in my stage in my life right now, I would never wear like a poofy feminine girly dress. Like I am going to wear that mini skirt every day if I can. <laughs> and just, yeah. that's just how it is for me. And it's worked it served me really well in my life because I think when you feel a certain way and you look a certain way, then you're able to kind of imagine how you want your future also to look like. What what are you envisioning mm-hmm. for your future, right? And so that would be my number one advice is figure out how you want to feel first. And then 
we'll do the dirty work, which is the purging of the closet, reorganizing of like, okay, this doesn't fit with my vibe this season. So let's either give it away or put it away. Yeah. And then- But if you don't have a vision, that makes that harder. What about beauty wise? Like in your whole life, not just this last couple of years, what's the most transformative thing you've ever done beauty wise? I think beauty wise for me, it's my hair. I, I don't know if you consider that beauty, but hair. Yes, of course. Okay, good. I think it's chopping off my hair. I mean, I've had short hair for, I think, relatively most of my career. And yeah. of course, I would like dabble with extensions here and there because I would be like, oh, I miss my long hair. Maybe like how how it would look like on me. But at the end of the day, I've kind of owned that this bob and it's always been me. And I always feel the best with this haircut. And I've always tried to be like, oh, how do I change this up? But I think I've realized that some things you just don't need to change up. Like that is your look. Once you've landed on your thing, beauty wise. Yeah. And so my hair has always been a big part of my look. People can identify who I am from the back of my head just because of my hair. I also (laughs) have kind of like this poofy hair going on, which I also love and kind of owning that. And so not really messing with my hair and just like having it how it is has been like the best beauty choice for me. And also it makes things so much easier. Like when I go to fashion weeks and when I do events, I don't, I rarely get someone to do my hair because I'm just like, I'm just going to keep it the way it is. And it just like makes things so much easier. Do you have your products like down? Like I need this, this, and this, or Mm -hmm. do you change it up with hair? Like every day. Yeah. Like I have to have a dry shampoo to like just make my hair very voluminous. I use a living proof dry texture shampoo. It's the best. I also use, it's like that cheap Conair. It's like the blow dryer that has the brush With in the it. comb attached. Yes. I, yeah. got it, I got it on Amazon for, I don't know how much. I'm pretty sure it burns my hair <laughs> at some point. Oh, the one that went viral a couple of years ago. That's Did like $29.99. Yes. Yeah. It was it was like the best-selling beauty tool on Amazon for like a good two years. Oh my years. god! I still use it. I'm pretty sure it like fries my hair. So if you no, guys, people love. If you guys no, have a better option, it. let me know because I still <laughs> use it. <laughs> I actually have a friend. We were just talking about this, and she said she used to bleach her hair, and she has dark black hair like you. And she was like, it was so much easier to do when it was bleached and fried because it just like gave it volume. Yes. So maybe there's something to like overheating your hair if it's not, and it gives it just this like voluminous I mean, thing. my thing is kind Don't of- Don't take that advice, everyone. <laughs> no, like seriously, everyone's like, how, how is your hair always so like voluminous and perfect? I'm like, because my hair is dry and <laughs> I probably shouldn't be using half the stuff I'm using on it, but it gives me that kind of like textured- No, it's a good texture. Yeah, it's a good yeah. texture. So yeah, please do not take my advice. Do not take hair advice from me. No, that's like that Orbe dry texturizing spray was invented to give people the hair they would have if they over blow dried it, kind yes. of, and like it was a little bit beat up. But yeah, I got it. That's my look. What, so, what do you, if you're feeling like you wake up, like obviously you're sexy, single now, life is good, you own this fragrance brand, but if you wake up and you're just like, oh my God, my girls are being so annoying, or why did I pick your girls? That's a horrible example. Here's something else. Oh, my taxes are due. I'm just trying to think of something annoying. What do you do beauty wise to? perk yourself up. Like I got to do this or else I'm not going to feel alive. Yeah. So I- I'm sure your taxes and your children are fine. Yeah. My taxes are fine and my children are, 
very, very good. <laughs> well, I am co-parenting <laughs> now, so I do get a bit of a break, which is, has been nice too. So my go-to thing, and I never realized that I would be one of these people um, because I would always have like this chiseled jaw that everyone would compliment me on. But after the two years of being in a pandemic and being on the freaking phone, I finally got the tech neck, right? And I know that everyone yeah. has been talking about it for so long, but I never like understood what that was until I got it in the past like year and actually noticed it for the first time. So I've been doing... I've had the new and face. And you're talking about like a little bit of sagginess a on the jawline? A little bit of sag- and like the jawline the- is connecting with like your neck, you know, and like that definition Instead of, of having like a sharper skin. Yes, got yes. it. Yes. So I have been realizing that it could get worse if I don't take care of it. And it's not like I'm going to be, I wish I could say I'm going to be on my phone less, but that's not realistic either because that's my job. Like I'm literally on my phone all the time, Right. And so yeah. I've just been a lot more cautious about it. And when I do some exercises to kind of like stretch out my neck, but also two is I have the new face, which has been sitting around in my house for years, but I never understood that I, I never like had the need for it. Right. I never, I was like, yeah. I have great skin. I, I, I don't need this, but, and I gave it to my mom. My mom used it all the time, but now I use a new face every day on my chin right over here. And I do it like along your jaw. She's like pointing along yeah, her jaw. Along like the my upward kind jaw. Of motion. Yeah. And I do this every night and nothing intense, nothing for like 15 minutes. For like three minutes, I just do that just along my jaw. And so that's been my go to thing. I think it's helping a little bit. I, I know that like staring down into a phone muscle wise cannot be good in the very long term, but like, does your mom, do you know what your mom? aged like? Like, do you, does she have the same issue or is this just you with your phone was the issue? I think it's me and my phone. I think, <laughs> I think she still got her chiseled jawline. <laughs> I mean, it's not as chiseled as before, but she looks pretty good to me. And she, you know, she doesn't believe in Botox okay, we're all gonna, and like, surgery. Lift our phone or, I know. I just realized that like when I'm on my bed, I'm just always inward. And I'm like, how do I? Oh, even laying. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I protrude everything out? Like, and that's why I do Pilates because Pilates like opens everything up. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be more mindful of that. Someone should create an invention where like it holds your phone for you. So you're protruding at your neck versus looking down. And while we're at it, maybe wear those like suspenders that pull your shoulders down and back like yes. a dancer. So maybe you, you and I should our... create this together. And this, I'm picturing what this looks like and it's <laughs> ridiculous and no one is going to want to do it. <laughs> but I like it. And then we'll get Ben to name it because yes. he'll come up with some fabulous tagline for it. I mean, okay. missing chin. I don't know. Missing <laughs> chisel, chisel jaw. I don't know. <laughs> well, we got to work on it. Okay, so before I'm going to let you out of here soon, but just a couple more things about fashion and beauty to help us out here. Like, so we got the beauty version of how you like freshen up that way. We're new facing and all that. Is there a fashion freshen up? Like, if I'm in a bad mood or whatever, this is the fashion thing that's just going to make me feel good. Um, fashion, it's for me. It's not about like, oh, this will make me feel good. It's more about if I'm feeling not my best, what is my go-to signature look that I don't have to kind of think so much about. So it's just really having those things. For me, it's always an all black look. It's always just like, as of now, whether it's like a wide leg pants with like a tighter crop 
like shirt and like a big oversized blazer, black blazer. Like I always feel like a badass with that. Like even when I'm feeling my worst. So I have like my go-to outfit that I know I will feel confident and good in. And it's What's the beauty component of that outfit? As far as makeup or what? Yeah. Yeah. Like is there always with a brow, with a statement lip? Yeah. For me, it's always... Well, my brows are microbladed, so I don't really need They're to work great. on my brows. So my brows are microbladed. I have extensions. Where did you get them microbladed? They look really good. It's in K-Town, Koreatown in LA. Her name is Hera, H-E-R-A. Your podcast is probably going to blow her up. So I'm kind of mad at myself for just saying that because she's like my, <laughs> she's my like secret? secret, but she's really good. Everyone needs to go see her. The only thing is that it is in K-Town, so... English isn't her first language, which is fine. Like she could speak enough just to like be able to give you amazing brows. And that's all that really matters. But she is incredible. <laughs> I've sent everyone from my family. My dad even got it done. It makes him look younger. <gasps> mm-hmm. Wow. Because she reshaped. So I used to have, I'm sorry, I'm going off on a total tangent. In the 90s, no, this is why I, we're here. I plucked my brows and I shaved my brows so I could have those arch thin Pamela Anderson brows and they never yeah. grew back. And so she what she did was she totally reshaped my brow. So I have more of like a thicker, straighter brow, even though I don't have hair there. But now it looks like I have hair, which is amazing. It does. Yeah. And I have to say, it's like with your bone structure, probably the brow shape that is the most natural to your bone structure. Whereas so. like when we're trying to do those little round ones that were skinny, like they look good on nobody but Pamela Anderson and Chrissy Turlington. I know. I mean, I heard that they're coming back, but never going to do that again. <laughs> never. That's a trend that we are not going to nope. bring back up nope. around this time. We'll I do will, a crop top. We're not doing a crop brow. <laughs> I will not let my girls even play with that trend because it's still to say my biggest regret, not having brows. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last question before we do our little speed round. What are just a couple of your favorite beauty products these days? And I know you have lots of brand partnerships. So am I allowed to say like no affiliates allowed? Mm, yeah, that's <laughs> Or fine. they could be affiliates, but just things that you love. As in like any beauty products? like Yeah, I was going to ask your brow makeup. pencil, but now I know it's Hera, not the pencil. So any others? <laughs> um, yeah. So brow pencil is non-existent because I have my brows microbladed. I have to say my favorite lip right now is a brand called Sunny's, Sunny's, Sunny's Face. Sunny's Face. Yes. Sunny's yes. Face. They sent me a lot of products. I've never worked with them formally. They've sent me a lot of products and they have this thing called a cloud, cloud lip or something. And yes. it, I usually don't like their, I usually don't like velvet or matte lips. I am obsessed, obsessed I- with this lip. I don't know what it is. It's like fluffy. It's, it's so like creamy, fluffy. but matte, but not. Yeah. And it's like even, because I feel like even velvety, creamy, matte lipsticks, or when they claim it that, they eventually dry up. And when you like pressure lips, you can still feel that it's dry. This one, it, it stays velvety for like the whole day, which is incredible, but it looks matte, which I love. So yeah, I would say Sunny's face for lip. Let's see. And then just maybe a mascara and then I'll... Well, I have uh, extensions, so I don't use mascara. <laughs> this is this is what I like to call like high maintenance to be low maintenance. 
I'm the same. Like, I'm going to get the needles. I'm going to get the brows. That way, you wake up and, like, you don't really actually have to do that much. You did all the high maintenance beforehand. I am all about that. I am all about just having permanent. I mean, I won't do a lip color permanent, though. That I won't do. I've seen people do it. I feel like some it looks good on people, but then for the me, lip blushing, yeah, the lip, that's a that big trend scares now. me a little bit. So I mean, never say never, but I feel like I wouldn't do that. But when it comes to lashes, my brows, eyeliner, actually, I don't have my eyeliner tattooed anymore. I did before, and it really saved me for a long time. I could literally walk out of the house with no makeup. Yeah, you're so, already done. Yeah, and I'm already done. But I would also say a big thing for me is skin. So even if I don't have time to wear like a full face, my skin has to look perfect. So I have this foundation that is not available here in the States, but whenever I go to Europe, um, they have it in, I always get it in London for whatever reason. They have it available, I think at Harrods in London. It's called Suku, S-U-Q-Q-U. I I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm probably saying it wrong, but I don't know what's in this foundation, but it is the most <laughs> glorious, like, it just melts into your skin. I, and, you know, people are always like, oh, you have great skin. Yeah, I have good skin. But if you look closely, like, I have pores still and you can see all of that. But with this foundation, you can't see anything. It it literally just blurs everything. It's like filtered. Filter. I want that. Yeah, so I always buy a few bottles whenever I go to London because I just don't go to Asia enough. Hopefully they will make it available here, but it's called Suku, S-U-Q-Q-U. That's been my go-to. It's a good one. Yeah, that's about it. (laughs) Oh, and then blush. I still wear orgasm on my blush. I mean, oh, do you? I do. I brought I do. it up just because of the name, but it's a great color. I mean, I play with a lot of different colors because I love blush. I think blush is the one way to instantly look alive and just well. But yes. I always preach go back, into the choir. Yes. But I always go back to orgasm because what I love about orgasm is one, the color, but two, it has this like really nice sheen to it where it looks like it's mixed with highlighter and it just gives your cheek like that three dimensional glow. And so I always end up going back to orgasm. It's it's going with your whole new sexy self. I love it. Yes. All right. Before we let you before we let you out of here, I have a little speed round for you. What was the first beauty product you ever used? A Clare Beauté's lotion from my mom on her vanity. Oh, good one. Okay. What's your favorite scented candle? I would say I don't know if it's my favorite, but my, probably my most used is Lalabo Santal, mm. um, which I'm also very proud of because. Frank Vogel, he created some of the floor fragrances. So that's something I'm very, very proud of. He's an amazing perfumer and he can do that like skin, you but better kind of vibe so well. And it's so hard to do. The most amazing. He created uh, Floria for us. And if if you don't have Floria, it's people that don't like white florals. This is actually their favorite scent because it is. Oh, I have to try it then. Because like, I don't want a tuberose, a gardenia. I don't want any of that. But maybe if Frank did it and you did it. Frank did the most incredible non-white floral, white floral fragrance for us. I'm going to send you one. <laughs> okay. All right. But we still like the Lilabo candle. I, I forgot that I did the whole speed round like fragrance focus because we got off on a tangent. But oh, back sorry. to fragrance. What's the best? No, it's to- no, I'm uh, please. I'm the interviewer. That's my <laughs> fault. Or it just means it was a good conversation. So these are all like kind of smell focused. What's the best smelling food to you? Okay. This is very specific, but because I'm Korean... It is, it's kimchi soup. 
And it's not, I would never wear this as a fragrance, FYI. Of course not. It's just a food. Like, is it comfort for you or is it like, what is it? so comforting. I remember when I was going through my divorce and my mom moved in with me, she would just make kimchi soup for me every single day. And it would just bring this kind of warmth and healing to my soul because it's just my childhood. I grew up with it and there's something so comforting about it. And I love spicy. So yeah. Oh my God, you're making me hungry. Okay, what city smells the best to you? Paris. You're a big traveler. Paris. Yep. (laughs) Of course. And then what's the smell you wish you could bottle, but you just can't? Well, never say never because I felt like I would never be able to bottle up missing person. An empty bed. An empty bed. (laughs) My loneliness, my my sorrows. (laughs) And I did. And I would say... it was missing person, but now I'm trying to think what what I haven't done yet. I would say never say never because I want to bottle this up one day, but yeah. just freedom and pure exhilaration of just life and living again. And I'm sure it will come out in a fragrance somehow. (laughs) Freedom would be, that's a great thing that could be about. Like, listen, Clinique bottled happiness. And if you smell it, right, it's happy. happy, yeah. So exhilaration of life and freedom. Yeah. What Like goals for you. Goals. I mean, that's how I feel right now. And, you know, I, it's the happiest I've ever been. And just being able to like bottle that up, I think would be so, so special. So one day. <laughs> I do too. So I hope you can do it. That And then we should have switched to the question. That's what you will bottle someday. That's great. Love Thank that. you so much for coming on Fat Mascara. This was so much fun hanging out with you. Thank you so much, Jen. I'm such a big fan of what you guys do. And it was such an honor just being on here and speaking to you. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 